much for tuning in today. Today on the podcast, I have Emily from Scrub Hats by Emily. Emily is a student in my Scale Your Sales program who has built a flexible and sustainable business um, during COVID while also working as a nurse. So she definitely didn't have a ton of free time, but I'm excited for you all to hear her story today and be inspired by the ability to work in those margins and balance multiple things coming at you at one time and also build a business out of something that you know really well. Like this is something that she uses in her daily life and she sees the people around her use and she started off selling in person and then has expanded to this online market. So thanks again for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this interview. Friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on the podcast, I have with me Emily from Scrub Hats by Emily, and I'm really excited to sit down and have this conversation with her. It's always fun for me to have these conversations with students and members of the community. So welcome, Emily. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us how you got started and what you do and tell us a little bit about your backstory. Okay. So I am an operating room nurse. Um, I've been doing that for about 14 years. That's my full-time job normally. And I make the surgical scrub hats that we wear in the operating room. I've been doing that for probably about 13 years. And uh, a lot of people, you know, talk about Etsy. Oh, you should put on Etsy, you know, and sell on there. And I was always kind of uh, hesitant, you know, I didn't really know how to go about doing it. But I decided to get on to Etsy early last year of uh, like February 2020. And I set up a shop and put some hats up there and was getting some views and some sales and stuff. And then when COVID hit, it really um, was kind of different. There was a lot of people looking for hair coverings. You know, all the nurses in the hospital were covering their hair, not just in the operating room or areas where you needed to be sterile. So you know, sales really took off from there and really kind of started a a base for my store on Etsy. So I've really enjoyed, you know, selling on there. And I'm glad that I got on there when when I did. I was gonna say, it's kind of funny, like when you just told me your story before we hit record, and you said I got started in February of 2020, it didn't even really occur to me that that was like extremely serendipitous timing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, literally like a month, you know. before everything kind of went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to be in the market you were in, I guess. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I like, I put everything up there and I was kind of like, Oh, is anybody looking? Am I getting any visits or views? And it was really, really low. And just friends that I would tell, you know, that I've worked with that like my hats, you know, they were going on. And my very first sale was a good friend of mine that I work with. So she bought one of my hats all the way from there. I was so excited. And, uh, but it took a while to get my first like non- you know, somebody I didn't know, you know, actually purchased from me. And then yeah, like mid March, you know, it really all of a sudden started picking up. And I, I wasn't really putting the two together, you know, that with COVID, everybody the isolation and 
people covering their hair and their and their hands and everything you know really took off and so it kind of kind of skyrocketed my shop into a, a good start you know yeah so you mentioned that you were doing this for years before you started your Etsy shop were you selling them or was it mainly just a hobby I sold them to just friends that I worked with. I would take them into work and lots of girls would buy them. And um, I did travel nursing for a while. So I kind of went all across the country to different places and worked with different people. So people would like my hats and then I would leave and I would be somewhere else in another state. And they would just message me, hey, how can I get some of your hats? And I would just, you know, send them to them and show them pictures of the fabric I have. Or sometimes people will send me their own fabric that they've picked out and I'll make the hat for them, you know? And uh, then when I was living in North Carolina for a little while and there was a nursing scrub uniform store there um, that was really nice nearby. And I just took my hats in one day and was like, Hey, I make these hats. And I was wondering if you guys would be interested in, you know, buying them and selling them in your store. Cause usually the hats and uniform stores are kind of just solid colors. They aren't like, I pick out lots of patterns and colors and characters and things. And uh, it just so happened that they were really interested. Um, it, the area in North Carolina I was living was really big on handmade local things. So they have been buying my hats off of me since like 2013. Every couple of months they'll order. And even when I moved away, they were like, Oh, we'll just send you a shipping label. And you just send it to us, you know? So that's, that's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's just a little bit of steady, you know, income. And then, you know, paired with the Etsy, it's it's nice because I do still work full time as a nurse. I, I always have. And so it's a lot, <laughs> a lot on my plate sometimes. I was going to say, so, you know, my dad is in healthcare. And so I kind of had a front row seat of watching the healthcare workers through this whole pandemic. And it was pretty terrible. <laughs> what was that like for you, you know, being in a business that is profiting and being successful because of the pandemic, but then also having this other part of you that's like extremely emotionally draining and everything as you're trying to right. balance this uptick in sales. Yeah, it was a really crazy time, you know, and um, I was living in a little apartment throughout all of it. And um, I was still having to work. They shut down our department and they deployed all of us out into the hospital. And so I was having to suddenly do 12 hour shifts days, nights, weekends, whatever, you know, I didn't know if it was a Tuesday or a Saturday or whatever. So in the meantime, like my days off, I was 24 seven sewing, but wow. I, I'm, I love it. And I'm obsessed with it. And it's like my passion. I love fabrics. I love making my hats. I've just done it for so long. I truly enjoy it. And so I just had this crazy assembly line set up and my boyfriend would even help me like cut stuff and package stuff. And we would go to the post office boxes there was like a blue post office box near our apartment and we would put in like 20 to 30 packages some days like wow. just sending out yeah I was just the faster I could make them and like put them up they you know would sell and but I was just loving it I, I really started feeling passionate that I was like helping during a time like not only was I doing nursing at the hospital on some days but then I was also supplying all these hats to people and they're like, thank you. We appreciate it. We love your hats, you know? And so it really felt, you know, good that I was kind of like, I felt like I was being a part of things, you know? Yeah. And I do just want to make the point for people that are listening, because a lot of times, you know, 
a lot of people will say, well, I'm just not able to really do my store because I'm busy or I'm tired or, you know, I have X, Y, and Z going on. And while I do sympathize with that and like, I can't sit here and tell you that you're making excuses and you don't really have those things going on because I don't know your life and you very well might have something that prevents you. There are also, you know, times in all of our lives, like there's never just a time where you're like, well, I was just sitting around doing nothing. And so then I decided to start a business. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so there are so many times where that opportunity comes into play and you go after it, even though, you know, there are other things in your life that very well could be used as a reason why it's not the right time for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was feeling uh, a little overwhelmed about it when people were saying you should get on Etsy. And I'm like, it's it's so much work. And I I don't want to overwhelm myself, you know, but really, at first, I was kind of overwhelming myself with, I just wanted to make more, make more, get them up, put them, list them, you know, and now I've kind of paced myself to where I don't stress. I'm just like, you know what, I have to go at my own pace. And that's okay. You know, I, I can only do what I can do. And, um, and as long as I, I'll tell myself, oh, this Saturday I'll work, you know, for about three or four hours on stuff, whether it be my online, you know, Etsy shop, maybe I want to edit some photos or update some listings or something, or I'll spend the time, you know, actually sewing or just a lot, allotting certain times for it. And then stepping away and like having my normal life too has really brought my stress level down because it used to be that I was just like, I want to work on Etsy all the time, you know? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people get that way when they're starting, especially or when you like first start to have some success and you're like, oh my gosh, if I take any moment of breathing room, it's all going to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not making the progress that I, you know, want to be at. And right, right. But there is definitely something to be said for allowing it to happen and, you know, working hard, like I'm not and you're not saying like, don't work hard. (laughs) Because obviously, I'm sure that this was a lot of hard work, but also to have that balance, like to just work on something 24 seven is not sustainable in the long term. So right. And you'll always be stressed. There's always something to do. (laughs) You know, you're never like, you're never done. Like you, you know, say it's your it's a work, you know, progress. But I like to look back at like, you know, last year, this time, like, what did my pictures kind of look like? What did my, you know, and I've come a long way. So, you know, we need to be proud of ourselves. I think sometimes I see people online talking in the, you know, forums and we're so hard on ourselves, but as long as you're just going along and and doing decent, that's great. Like, yeah, that's a great thing. That's my kind of favorite thing to like, speak against, I guess, like, when I see people who say, like, I know it's not much, but I just had a, you know, my hundredth sale, or I know it's not a lot to some of you, but I did this X, and I'm like, don't qualify it. You had a hundred sales, you hit a milestone, like you don't have to qualify. Everybody's on their different, their own like level, and you don't have to downplay that. Yeah. I know sometimes I like to look at other, you know, people's similar listings to get ideas, see what's out there, see how I compare, you know, with the market. And it's hard not to see, you know, someone that maybe has like way more sales than you or way more reviews than you. And it's just like, ah, but they might, you know, maybe they've been on there since 2000 or something, you know, you don't know. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, as long as you just stick with it and you keep moving forward, you become that person. Because I can remember thinking that when I got started so long ago. And then now I'm sure that my shop is one of those that, you know, if you're just starting in the monogramming business, like, oh my gosh, I can't, how does she have all those sales? Well, it's been a long road, you know, it really didn't happen overnight, but I just plugged away at it. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of, you know, after this past year, which has been nuts for everybody on a variety of different levels, <laughs> like moving into post COVID, post pandemic kind of stuff, what does that look like for you? And like, kind of, what are you finding that you're wanting to, or that you're needing to, I guess, like kind of change as you're not having that COVID rush anymore? Yeah. I mean, big thing I noticed, like I had said earlier, is that, you know, a lot of people all of a sudden started making hats. I think they saw it as a, you know, an area to get into with the mask making and hat making and stuff. So I saw a huge jump in like other hat sellers, you know, and a lot of different quality out there because it was all about just fast, you know, production. And so all along, you know, even at the uniform store that I sell to, and then personally selling to people, I've always kind of had a set price for my hats. And when I started out and through COVID, it was all consistent. And I've really had to kind of cut my prices back a little now. There are a lot more hat makers and they're selling them much cheaper. I look at them though, and I kind of see like a quality difference. So I still feel like my product is definitely worth like what I'm charging, but the market has changed significantly for me, you know, throughout all of that. But I just keep kind of, you know, plugging along. I have a lot of repeat customers. I notice that a lot of my customers will buy one hat just to kind of see, you know, if they like it. And then they'll come back and they'll buy four or five more. I get that a lot. And they'll say, oh, I just, you know, really like your hats. Or I told, you know, I work with someone who bought some of them and I really liked it. So I do see a lot of um, repeat customers, which is really nice. Yeah. And I think that that's a, an area that can really be helpful, especially when you are seeing, you know, some, I guess, like price competition. Cause I don't like to say that, like, I mean, I don't think that you have to be the cheapest one on the market and I don't think that you have to be priced at the bottom of the market, but I do also at the same time recognize that like there is a price point that is like reasonable for every product and the more people that come onto that market it might drive it down a little bit i have found that in my own products like my quilts now are selling for about six or seven dollars less than i used to sell them for because there's just more on there and the pricing is lower for you know just because of that right but i think that one thing that really helps with that is having those repeat customers because when you have those repeat customers they're coming you know, they're coming directly to you. So you're not really competing with anybody else for pricing because they're not really shopping around. They're just coming to you and buying what they want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like when someone reaches out to me and they're like, Hey, I've, you know, this is my first time buying one of your hats and, um, you know, does it fit, you know, is it adjustable? And stuff like say yes. And it fits the size, you know, like 22 inches, 26 inches. So they're like, okay. And they buy one and, uh, I'm like, I hope you love it. You know, enjoy and I try to really kind of make their package nice. You know, I put some nice stickers on it and maybe tie a little bit of twine and like, and almost always, you know, they end up coming back and get, and getting more, you know, if I know that they're a first time customer, I try to, 
you know, really not, you know, not that I don't do that for anyone down the road. I really, I have a lot of uh, repeat customers that have bought, bought maybe like seven, eight, nine, ten times off of me. And I'll try to every once in a while, like throw in a free hat, you know, if they've ordered like tons of hats off of me, you know, I'll try to look at their style, the colors that they've picked out and I'll give them, you know, one that kind of similarly matches and they, they really like that. Yeah. So just that personalization and the customer service for mm-hmm. people that are coming back to you. Hey everyone. I want to take a quick second just to invite you to my free Facebook group Etsy roadmap by Lauren Keplinger. This Facebook group is the best, most supportive Etsy community on all of the internet. And I am so thankful for the members. If you would like to join, head over to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook, and that will redirect to that group. I hope I'll see you there. Yeah. I'm really big on the customer service thing because I, I'm like, that's one thing that you're literally not spending any money for, like just being nice and kind and like getting back to people right away. I'm always very quick. And so in my review section, it says, that people talk a lot about quality, customer service, and my shipping. I ship out like really super fast. And because I'm like, that's something you can control. Why not do, you know, the best that you can with it and something you're not paying for, you know, it's not an overhead cost or anything. Just get back to people quickly. (laughs) And they love it. They appreciate it. That's a really good point. I've never really thought about it that way, but like there are ways that you can impress people like, you know, maybe you have really fancy packaging or whatever, but that costs money. Money. But, like yeah. really good customer service doesn't cost you anything. And right. it is it's still, just the effort, you know. But. Absolutely the effort. And it's likely, honestly, to have a better impact than a lot of the things that cost you money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think the same is true of the fast shipping. I'd be interested to, to know if, if this has been your situation as well. But I find that the faster I ship things out, the more positive feedback I get from people. Yeah, I think people are always really impressed at how quickly they get something from me. Luckily, what I send is small enough. It just goes in a small bubble mailer. And I find that if I do the Etsy labels and I just stick them on there and I throw it in a blue post office box in the morning, like when I'm heading out for work or or I can just put it out in my mailbox, the mailman will take it. It gets there really fast. I mean, I'm seeing like two days. Even out to like California, you know, I'm in Virginia and it makes it out there. And I feel like three days sometimes, but people are really impressed by that. I'm really impressed by that sometimes from the post office. I'm like, wow, that made it already. So then they, you know, they're really excited and and appreciate it. I always think of it as like, you know, if somebody buys something that they're really excited about and then it takes them like three weeks to get it, even if they love the product or they would have loved the product, it's hard to be excited about something when you've waited that long. Yeah. Like the excitement has kind of died down. You're kind of like over it, you know, even if you yet. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'll forget about it. I'm like, what is this package? Right. And then you're like, oh, I remember I ordered this a while ago. But right. when you, you know when you buy it on a Monday and it gets there on a Thursday, you're still like excited about it. You know, you're right. still like engaged with the buying process that you've just gone through. So yeah. I think that it's easier. I have noticed that that there's a really strong correlation between people being like 
over the top excited about something. And like, I don't get bad reviews if it takes me longer, but my rate of people leaving reviews just goes down significantly the longer it takes me to ship something out. Yeah, yeah. So kind of what are your goals moving forward with this business? Where do you see this going? Or what is your plan for the future? That is a good question. Um, I <laughs> Sometimes I really like the pace that it goes at. You know, of course, I'd, I'd like to say, oh, I want it to get really big, you know, and just make tons of money. But <laughs> sometimes I just kind of like the pace, you know, with me working my job and then doing this on the side, it doesn't get me too overwhelmed. And then when I do get an order from the uniform store, I'm still able to complete that, you know, in a timely manner. So just recently, we found out that we are expecting a baby. So I'm pregnant. (laughs) Thank you. So in December is when I'm uh, expecting. And I would really like to kind of ramp up my store a little bit, possibly to the point where I could maybe cut back quite a bit with my nursing job. That would be really ideal. That would keep me at home, you know, a little more at that point. So That's kind of what I would like to see in my future, you know, over the course of the next year. Yeah. I think I want to make two points that you hit on that I think are really important. First off, I love that you said like that a lot of times with the pace that it is now, like there's that balance in your life. And I feel like there are so many times that people feel like they should want more and more and more or that they, you know, that they're. I don't know. They feel almost like an obligation to be like, I want it to grow. I want more money. I want more sales, whatever. And that's fine. And like, we've all been in that position and everybody that's building a business goes through that time. But then it's also, also fine to say like, I'm happy with where it's at and, and I'm, I can like manage it without being overwhelmed. And there's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah. I just, one thing I like about Etsy, you know, is that you can, you know, if you just put up what you have in inventory, you shouldn't ever really overwhelm yourself, you know. So I try to like, I'll make the hats first, photograph them, put them on there. And then if they sell, they're already made. So it's not overwhelming to me. And if I put up tons and tons and tons of hats, and you know, half of them weren't even made yet. And then they start selling now I, you know, I have to do all this work. So I try, that's how I try to pace it from for me sometimes I'll have 30 listings sometimes I'll have 10 sometimes I'll have you know closer to 40 it just depends on how busy I am you know in my personal life as well and that is the beauty of having a product that is not personalized like mine is well yes that's true too yes (laughs) I I don't know if I could venture I would love to have things that I could make ahead of time like in at Christmas that would like (laughs) (laughs) but I think that one thing that you know what you're kind of alluding to there is the beauty of Etsy as a business is that you're really in control of that. If, you know, you have a baby in December and you say like, actually, I can't do this right now. I can't deal with it. You don't have to. And it's still there. And if you say like, I want to stay home a hundred percent of the time and this is going to be it, then you have that opportunity to lean into it and do it. And even if there is, somewhere in between at some points in between it ebbs and flows. Like I found that with my own children is that, you know, there were times that I leaned in and I got really busy and I 
you know, when my husband was getting out of the military was one of the periods, like we needed the money, we needed to save money. And so we did, and I worked harder and it was a stressful season of life. And then I took like six months off, (laughs) you know, like, and so it went back and forth with me, depending on what else was going on in my life, which is really unique. And I think that sometimes we don't recognize it or we kind of just take it for granted. But like, if you think about like a brick and mortar business, there's really nothing that you would be able to do that way. Right. Exactly. Like a shop. You couldn't just be like, well, I think I'm going to close for like six months and then I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being here with me tonight and for chatting with us and talking through kind of what you've done and how you've done it and where you're hoping to go. If people are looking for you online, where can they find you? So I'm uh, on Etsy. I'm scrubhatsbyemily.etsy.com. I also have a Facebook Scrub Hats and Designs by Emily that I'll post some, you know, my new uh, hats and fabrics and stuff sometimes. So, but mainly the Etsy, the Etsy shop is what I keep, you know, most up to date and current. All right. Thank you again for being here. It was great chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.